0: Why isn't it wordle.com? What do you think? What is Look, at wordle.com? I need to know because they really should have just gone with that. There are so many mobile apps called Wordle. Oh, like if course. you search the app store for Wordle, you get like 16 different results. Of course. Wow. Yeah. I went to wordle.com. First of all, it forwarded me to ww12.wordle.com. Oh yeah, WW12, one of my favorite websites. Uh but also the entirety of the page that came up is just a big white page that just says Wordle.com 2021 copyright, all rights reserved, and a link to a privacy policy.
1: I That's love <laughs> Wordle, Brad.
0: Wordle's pretty good. I still haven't memorized the actual address, so let me just Google it and uh should I I hang only on. play
1: on my phone. Because like it's all saved in cookies, it seems like.
0: Oh, wait, what are they saving? Your history? Like, like your, your history, okay. what your distribution is. I should probably be playing it on my phone, too. But here we are. Should I just do it? Should I? You,
1: I, Man, you're going to do it live. I this, don't,
0: I can't take that kind of heat. Is this, is this with apologies to Chris Remo? Is this the daily solve? Oh,
1: Wow. Yep. Can I just say, can I hey shout out Chris Remo? I love his crossword business yeah, that, videos. That, that, I watch that, them
0: almost every day. That stuff. That stuff's awesome. That is, that He's ex-
1: ex- explicitly the reason I still have a subscription
0: to the New York Times crossword puzzle. That's a, so. a great uh, use of the form of daily internet video. Okay, do you have mm-hmm. a standard opener? Do you just have a go-to? I like Steam. Steam? Steam. Steam. Okay, that's not bad. I like Stare. S T A R E. A R E
1: A-R-E is not bad. I like, I like a, to get
0: two vowels
1: and like R, S, T, L, or N,
0: like three of those. Okay. Yeah. R, S, and T obviously all. Uh, oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is the first day that Stare has given me absolutely nothing. This is the Wordle for December 31st, 2021, uh, the
1: last day
0: of 2021. Oh, man. This is, wow. You weren't kidding about the pressure. Now I have to think of another five letter word that doesn't include any of those very common letters.
1: Yep. That's, um, what, that's
0: where I ended up. I started to say norms, but that's got two of them. Um yep. W, okay. I can't believe you signed up for this kind w- of heat H- now that people are just H- thinking. Oh, I was about to do world, but that's got an R in it. Oh, I did world yesterday. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. I got, I got, uh, I got Tapir in three guesses the other day. I felt pretty that good t- about that one. Tapir was a good one. Is that how you say it? I think so. Um, I don't know that I can do this no c-o-i-n okay coins how about that that does you not contain the, there the, oh nope that's got an s i'm trying to come up with something that do you ever just eat a guess do you ever eat like a letter or two that you know you don't have but you can't think of anything else well so i learned that there's a hard mode where you have to where once you have a solved letter
1: uh-huh. you have to include those letters in subsequent guesses I should so not can't do speculative ones. Uh for people who don't know Wordle is a word game. It's a one, play once every day game. Uh we'll put a link in the show notes, but it's at powerlanguage.co.uk and you have 6 guesses to uh figure out a five letter word. It tells you whether the letter doesn't show up in the word at all, whether you have the right letter in the wrong place or the right letter in the right place. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm.
0: First, It's like, a very good word game. Yeah, very quick to learn. And yes, quite entertaining, Uh, also kind of maddening. Oh, and when you get to the end of the puzzle, if you
1: solve it or not, I think you can hit a share button that puts a emoji like map of your it, it basically shows like your each each row of your solve without the letters in it. So like it tells you, oh, my first one, I had no correct letters and my second one, I had one correct letter in the correct place. My third one, I had one incorrect and one correct And then the fourth one, I just got the answer because I'm a baller.
0: I'm afraid that my opener has completely fallen apart on me. Oh, no. It's the first time I've ever had stare produce absolutely no results. (laughs) I don't don't know where to go from here. Brad, sometimes the lack of information is information itself. I know. But like what else do you got for like D.O. No, D.O. No. Turns out letters like E and T and S Show up quite yeah. a quite a bit in our language. Well, you know,
1: there are patterns. Uh-huh. There are patterns. Are you gonna give up? Are you punting? Are you gonna save this for later now? I mean, it will are you gonna sit. push on?
0: I can I can tell you from experience, it'll just sit there until okay. you're ready. So maybe okay. maybe I'll come back to this one in a couple hours.
1: Okay. Well, uh, we'll check
0: in maybe on the patron episode. We'll 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 do a time warp or something. Uh, um Happy Happy New Year, Brad. Happy New Year to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're we're in the waning hours of 2021 as we sp- Oh, can you fill? I forgot to go get your Oh, some, yeah, your, your holiday yeah, card. yeah, yeah, I'll fill.
1: Uh, I, I'm just trying to decide in our house right now. The big decision is whether we're going. So we're recording this before the New Year's. You're listening to it after the New Year's. Our big decision is, are we going to watch the traditional rockin New Year's Eve? Are we going to watch Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen get loaded on CNN? Or is it going to be the Miley Cyrus, Pete Davidson, uh, Miami New Year's Eve party? In this house tonight. We don't know. Where, where are you at Anderson Cooper? Are you a rocking New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest? Or are you going to go uh, Pete Davidson, Miley Cyrus and I, just, just
0: ball out? I mean, is this the cliched answer for our demographic? I I am more of the kind of fall asleep at 10 o'clock. I yeah, <laughs> forget that it's New Year's Eve type. There you go. That works. Yeah. Looking forward to it. OK, I, th-
1: I think we're going to be uh, we're going to we're all you know, we're down with the youth over here. So it's Miley oh, yeah. Cyrus and okay. Pete okay. Davidson all Great.
0: the way here. Great. Great. That's what I like to hear.
1: Okay. What do you got, Brad? You got something to show and tell?
0: I've got your holiday card. Oh, well, this is unexpected. Which says, apparently it's the second in a series. If I, I'm sure we definitely still have last year's around here somewhere, but I wouldn't know where to dig it up. But this will be our year. Take two. This is what your card says. It also features a photo of your child sort of flexing like triumphantly sort of a... Positive uplifting. Yeah, she's feeling good. Yeah, this will be. I I can only assume that last year's holiday card from the Smiths also said this will be our year. I think I think last year's might have just said fuck 2020, but I can't remember. I think you're you're right. And then on the back, it says here's to 2022 being much better than 2021, which was slightly better than 2020.
1: (laughs) Well, I,
0: I really enjoy a holiday card that keeps it real. The the, the well,
1: there's two things one we you, when you send out christmas cards you get a lot of christmas cards back so we have a bunch of cards and most people are like hey everything's totally fucking normal and then here we are with the, with the truth bomb the thing that the, like i had a real horrifying existential moment last night at like 11 o'clock as i was sitting at the end of the hawkeye finale i i'd watched some tv and i was sitting there i was like man what if like 10 years from now, I look back and I'm like, man, 2021 was a pretty good year after
0: all. Oh no. Like
1: how, how <laughs> grim a future must we have? We didn't,
0: we didn't know how good we had it.
1: Yeah. How, how, like, look, we had, there was reliable food and like schools were still operating and then I had to go up and get blood work done this morning and the blood workplace was closed because like the phlebotomist all called in sick. So like, you know, Hey, happy new hey, year, Brad. Happy
0: new year. I just had a, had a close family member test positive for COVID this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Betty White is no longer with us. I know we weren't going to talk about it, but I just no. did. It's <laughs> it's all
1: bummers, man. Hang, hang on.
0: Okay. I'm going I'm to fix this cold open. All Can right. Can you bring it around? Yes. I'm going to type a word into Wordle and it's going to be the word. What do you got? Five letters. Yep, Can I know I, the answer. Oh, don't. Okay. Well, I've done it already. Still... I still. I do it the moment it pops at like midnight every you night. You know what? I'm going to eat this E. I know there's not an E in here, but I'm going to type in dunce. All right. Ah. Bring it home, Wordle. <laughs> that would be perfect. I got nothing. No. Okay, we have to start the show. Welcome to Brad Will Made a Tech Pod. I'm Will. I'm Brad. Happy end of 2021. Get fucked this year, man. That's right. <laughs> We're almost out. Yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything I I'm I promise you, I'm positive, everything will feel totally different tomorrow when we wake up. I don't think that's true. That's, I think that's a lie. Listen, fake it. Fake it until you make it. Uh, fake it until you make it a better year than this one. Well, so, OK,
1: last week uh, when I had my uh, temporary malady, which uh, ongoing, but is for thanks to all the well wishes, people were very kind and I'm feeling a lot better. My my gallbladder is not fixed yet, but steps are being taken to remedy the situation with extreme prejudice. We'll keep you updated on that, I guess, because um, that's the way my life works. Um, we were supposed to do letters last week. we were supposed to turn
0: cues into A's. That's Brian. right. That's right. And we did not. Hey, because of the failings of my meat body. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I'm telling you, brain in a jar. Yeah. Look,
1: man, there was a time if you if if they had come in and like, okay, we have two options. One, you can be in the hospital for three more days or two brain in a jar. (laughs) I would take a brain in the jar (laughs) 10 out of 10
0: times. Just brain in a jar, hook up a, a speech synthesizer. You know, we could podcast all day long. Yeah,
1: like direct neural interface.
0: I, yeah. I don't need a steering wheel if I have a brain in a jar. That sounds great. Yes. Uh, well, hey, much like uh, much like those canned sardines that we love so much around here and have been eating way too mm-hmm. many of. I Q's, can't eat those right now. Cues have a long shelf life. It turns out. Wait, do you get the canned sardines packed in oil or do you get them in fresh water? Oh, these are these are oil definitely. Oh yeah, those are so good. These are seasoned. I want to say is the. I shouldn't say this out loud because I'm going to create a run on them and then I won't be able to get. Yeah, them out. no. Hang on, let me let me make sure. I believe that's the yes. You put them Season. on like a cracker or a piece yes, of bread, maybe. Absolutely, yeah, like, sounds great. Like a Triscuit or a, yeah. some kind of party cracker. Season, yeah. Season is the brand of sardines that is. Anyway, we have a slight dilemma. Okay, we have found that you can mail order them from Costco in extreme bulk. Oh, that seems dangerous. So, so I should let me back up. They're kind of expensive. Like at the Safeway down the street, they're five dollars a can. Yeah, there. It's a, it's a it's a delectable. So. Let's just say they're significantly cheaper on this sale to the tune of well, I won't say exactly how much, but the possibility exists that we may order 60 cans of these sardines. Is that too much?
1: No. They're oh? small. They're okay. they're small. Okay. They're dense. Look, that's prepper. That's prepper work there. <laughs> that's that's your that look, think can you imagine how much you can trade a can of sardines for Ooh, yeah. on the black market after it all collapses? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's a resource, man. You're you're stockpiling. That's
0: an investment in our future. <laughs> We're gonna yeah, be, I'm going to become the sardine warlord of the wasteland. Yeah, that's your ticket out of this hellhole. Yes, right. Uh, I would absolutely buy them from Costco.
1: I would have no okay. like. I buy toilet paper like oh,
0: that. Oh, we'll definitely get them. We'll definitely get some. The debate between me and my partner was okay. So sixty is the limit per customer. That's why I quoted the number sixty. Is that are you most? on the high side or is she on the high side? I am on the high side. I'm like, why well, we should just get as many as we can. These things are. I think, I think if I remember, I think they broke down to less than $2 a can.
1: That's a half, the ha- less than half and price. Yes, I would yes, 100% yes. get as
0: many as you can. My, my thought was, hey, these things actually do keep forever. <laughs> Let's just get as many as we humanly possibly can.
1: Yeah, I'd chuck an Xbox Series that X was, in on top of that and call it a day.
0: That was, <laughs> you know, 60 cans of sardines was deemed excessive. Maybe get the latest Tom Clancy book right. while you're in there, too. See, I, I like don't know. The, I like the way you think.
1: I was, I was, I felt like I always bought when I went to Costco in the old days, I always got, came out with
0: a Tom Clancy book. I don't know why. It'll happen. You know, they just yeah. stack them up. It's like, I want I want some submarine you business. Just, you just feel, you feel this rising tide of jingoism as soon as you walk in the door and something just comes over you. Yeah. Like it's a heady mixture of insurance adjuster and <laughs> Republicanism. Yeah. Brad, we should turn some Q's and days. We've now done two cold opens at least here. Okay. I think. Yeah. Let's read some emails here or emails <laughs> or discord questions, I should say. Yeah, The email
1: address is techpod at content.town. That's techpod at content.town. Or if you are a valued TechPod patron for this 100% listener supported show, you can go into the question seeking answers channel and submit a question kind of into the void. People might see it for a second if they happen to be in there at the moment you post it. But for the most part, it just goes away and then disappears. And then it's just Brad and I
0: that look at them. So that's right. And uh, that is where the bulk of these are drawn from. Starting with this one from Fortune. I remember seeing some videos that Will did long ago, where he showed everything he had in his bag to survive CES. He carried an insane number of cables and a separate laptop, gaming console, Kindle, and tablet, as well as a phone. I have some questions, but I'll finish this question first. Yes. Do you think that the tech you would need to carry when making videos today has improved enough that you could get away with carrying less stuff, or are the newer tech items that, uh, or are there newer tech items that would just take up the same empty space in your bag?
1: So these days, the stuff that I carry, well, okay. First off covering CES is weird because the, the press conferences, like what you would do on press conference day for E3, the three days beforehand all happens in one, like 12 hour window on the day before the show opens. And there's a lot of dead time. So you end up sitting in hallways of big giant Las Vegas hotels, waiting in lines to get into conference rooms or or ballrooms where they have the press conferences. So like, Kindle and 3DS were very important for those times because you'd have like four hours, no Internet. We didn't really do written posts, so it wasn't like I would sit, th- sit there and write anything. We would literally just sitting there waiting to go to the next thing. Um, and usually like somebody would run, grab sandwiches and bring them back or something like that. But then the other two or three of us that were sitting there were just killing time for an hour and a half at a time. Um, the number of cables has gone way down. I would say like I carry a lightning cable and then a micro USB and a USB C usually. And that's pretty much it. Um, the battery backup. I carry, I carried a laptop then cause it was useful for taking notes and for doing other things. Um, but, but for the most part, I would just carry a phone and a battery backpack backup at this point. I think really if I was laptop. going to see, yes.
0: Wow. That's bold. I mean,
1: I mean, I, I would take it with me and put it in the hotel room, but I wouldn't like I would because like I had to carry a laptop to go to the show for um, for podcast recording and stuff like that. Because we didn't have like we had to record using GarageBand on an audio mixer that was sitting in the floor of the
0: hotel room. Do you miss CES at all? No, fuck no. I they should <laughs> CES should be should have
1: been killed 10 years ago. <laughs> it's,
0: it's a complete waste of time mm-hmm. and energy for everyone involved. I uh, see so you, you developed the same relationship CES that I did to E3.
1: So like, it's funny because like as somebody who who went to a lot of E3s but didn't really like only lightly covered most of them, like I would go and do a couple of videos or go and interview a couple of people and kind of hang out and see friends
0: like E3s have always been a pretty pleasant experience for me. Sure. So um, I feel exactly the same way about CES because that was yeah. about the with like one or two exceptions. I think one year I went and like really covered CES. But other yes. than that, other than that, it was the same thing for me of like, oh, this is cool and different. And I'm just like casually here doing stuff. This Sure. Why not? When when we worked together at Whiskey, the two CESs we did at
1: Whiskey, we would take like five or six people. We all piled into a rental van and oh, we I drove from that. San Francisco to Las Vegas, which <laughs> was like 11 hours. Oh, my God. Um, uh. I usually drove the whole thing. Uh, oh, Gary oh, would shot. usually
0: DJ it for us. One, all one shot, 11 hours. Yeah, well, I mean, we'd stop and pee, but yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Boy. Um That Kettleman City in and out, always a, a, a wonderful place to get lunch. and oasis. Uh, yeah. And then we, then we'd all set up in a couple of suites in a big hotel room someplace and set up like a nighttime set and all that stuff. But, but those days were like solid 20, 22 hour days for the most part. Cause it yeah. was like, it was like work all day. Maybe take a nap before you would, somebody would bring dinner up to the room and then you'd start the night show as soon as the evening events shut down and go from like nine 30 or 10 until two o'clock in the morning and then sleep for three hours and then do the same thing again the next day. (sighs) Brutal. Yeah. And that was like seven days. CS is long too. It's not like a three day E three or whatever. So
0: speaking of speaking of working together at whiskey media, can I, can I just stay for the record how sad I was that you guys never asked me to do the, what's in your bag. Nobody watched those videos, dude. Really? No, I was so Uh, sad. Okay, I guess that makes me feel a little bit better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we just stopped doing them because nobody like nobody like eight people watched them all. Yeah, we we um we I I love those videos because I love to see what people carry. And it's less interesting now that like everything's like it's like a phone and a battery and one cable.
0: But sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have always prided myself on being the king of preparedness as far as like, Mm. you know, Oh, I might need that. I might need that. Let's, let's, let's Tetris it all in here in the most efficient way possible. What,
1: what's your med? Like the, th- the one of the way I I could always tell people who are serious about that versus people who are dilettantes was like, what's your, what's your med kit? Like, what's your, you got Advil, you got okay. some antihistamine. Maybe,
0: maybe I'm not quite hardcore
1: enough. For, you got like for a wedding st- eye drop in there. For, you got an acids. For your
0: standards. I mean, I did have some of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. You always carry a de- 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 uh, like a Benadryl just in case somebody gets, you know, discovers they're allergic to shellfish or
0: something. I was I was more on the tech end of like, you know what, I I need to be able to update the firmware on every device I own at all times. Well, that's just insanity. So, <laughs> just in case. Speaking of which, before we move on real fast, uh, I'm back in the market for some retractable cables. Ooh. And because enough of mine have broken at this point that I gotta restock, but now I see. I, I, so I went and looked for a lightning retractable cable, but what I landed on was a three-in-one. Let's see: lightning, micro USB, and USB C, all two USB A. Do and, they flip, or is it like a, this one is a uh, a three-way connector? It's uh, at, at right angles, at perpendicular. Oh, it's like, like a cross. Yes, it's a cross shape. Huh. What, do, what do you think? Safe?
1: I, man, I don't. I don't think I'd plug my phone into that.
0: Mm, okay. I don't
1: know. I like. I like. I hardly ever play. Like I have, like now that we're on our second generation of key chargers, and like also key chargers seem like they've replaced water bottles as the thing that people send you for for like chotch. Now,
0: sure. What do, what is what do you mean by key charger exactly?
1: Like the Qi the wireless oh, pad charger for your phone. I'm
0: sorry. Yes, I get you. Got it.
1: Um, like I have, we have those everywhere. Like there's one, there's there in the living room. There's one in the kitchen. There's on um, nightstands. There's one on my desk. Like, I feel like I'm probably, I I don't ever have to. The only place I plug in is in the car because the car has CarPlay and it's wired CarPlay.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I just traveled. I'll put it that way. I was reminded on the road. I'm trying not to. Yeah, no, it's not a great time to be traveling. No. It's really not. You got in just under the wire, I think, I really did. I really, I mean, like literally the word Omicron hit the headlines about three, four days before my trip out there. Uh Uh-huh. And then on the way back, I, mm, I feel like I probably dodged about 800 bullets. Okay. Yep. Okay. Next email. Here's a question from Agensis. Okay. okay. You can only have one breakfast meat for the rest of your life. Do you choose sausage, bacon, ham, or other bacon? Wow. Oh, man, sausage is really good though. So yeah, I, hmm. my feeling here is that if the three, I think ham is my least favorite, but also the one I would choose because the other two, especially bacon, are just going to put an end to you sooner than later if that's all you eat. I think it's all the same. Think? I mean, how often do you have breakfast meat, though? I have breakfast meat maybe once a week if I'm lucky. Yeah, not super duper often, but like ham is pretty versatile. You can do a lot with ham, and I feel like it's, you know, it's not it's not belly fat.
1: Are we like, talking country ham here? Or are we talking like, uh, like you're just like mm, a
0: piece of, ca- like a like sad ham, piece of ha- salty ham? Ham, ham steak. Yeah, I don't uh, like a ham steak very much. I was thinking, I actually was thinking like deli ham. Well, that's not a breakfast meat, though. That's a cold cut. No. no, that's a different category. I'm, well, boy, I guess I'm breaking some breakfast rules over here then. You have a slice of deli ham with breakfast? Well, like, I don't know, a breakfast sandwich or... Like,
1: like some, to me, some... ham is like, a you take like a quarter-inch thick piece of ham and you cube it up and chuck it in an omelet. Oh, sure. That's, that's you know, that's, that's the ham. I'm That was a viable
0: use of ham. Don't get me wrong. Country but, ham's pretty good, too. Uh... You know what I eat a lot of for breakfast is brown rice. Really? My brown rice became my one of my main breakfast carbs some years oh. ago. So a lot of times it'll be like a couple eggs and some ham on some brown rice and maybe some kimchi on the side. I do a lot of oatmeal. Oatmeal's good. I never oh. have kimchi in the house because Gina doesn't like it. Oh, Which really bums me out because I absolutely love it. That's, you know, speaking of things that keep, yeah. s- sardines, questions, and kimchi. <laughs> it turns out. It lasts um, for a while. So here's the thing. I have like
1: making gravy with bacon is less good than bacon than sausage gravy. And I really like biscuits and gravy a lot.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Well, unless you're doing red eye gravy. I don't like red eye gravy. I like like white gravy with the sausage chunks in it. Fake, fake Southerner.
1: Well, I'm from the I'm from the real South Uh, North Carolina South. Damn. That answers another Ouch. question later on about if we have regional let's, regional competitions amongst ourselves.
0: No, that's, that's how salt of the earth my my family was. People don't know what red eye gravy is. It's literally throw a cup of coffee into the bacon drippings and that's your gravy. You put flour in there too, don't you? I don't think so. It's very it just, thin. It's, I've never actually made it. It's basically the consistency of coffee, of water. Oh, wow. It's very it's very
1: runny. Um, I really, yeah. So I do, I do sausage gravy like once a month, probably. Um, I I'd like the thing about country ham is like I want a piece of country ham like once a year. Yes. And when I want it, I really, really want it. And it turns out you can't buy country ham in like two slice increments. You nope. have to buy a pretty substantial piece of ham. Yes, so. they,
0: they expect you're feeding some some people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we our country ham was literally our Christmas morning breakfast every year. And that was it. That's the only yep. time we ate country ham because <laughs> it was, I think it's enough sodium to last you for the rest of the year.
1: Well, did you all, did your dad hang it up in the basement? Like we always no. had one hanging up in the basement aging.
0: No, no, no. This was store bought oh. for us. Well, it was, this was store bought too. Oh, it wow. was Just a choice. <laughs> Still, <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. Um, oh, let's, uh, let's get this other food question out of the way real quick. Let's do a twofer here from Wordy B. Uh, God, how long has this even been going on? This question is technically from the end of November. Uh, after hearing that Will said Brad's mom's broccoli casserole was his final bite for Thanksgiving, I feel the desire to uh, try and make it for myself. I originally asked Brad if he would share the recipe, and he confessed that he doesn't even have it. How is this possible? And more importantly, can it be shared? I don't know. Somehow you had the recipe and I did not. Look, you you
1: brought your parents to Thanksgiving at my house one year. Mm-hmm the bro- your mom brought the broccoli casserole which was mm-hmm. a pretty substantial add <laughs> sure. to the overall vibe sure. um and my wife immediately was like hey can uh can we get this recipe this is real good and like apparently your mom and my wife uh have send correspondence back ah, and forth occasionally okay. so great perfect uh, yeah they uh, they're pen pals i think yes. is a technical term
0: we got we got most of the way toward getting the recipe publicly ready to post and then didn't actually do it
1: Oh, I, yeah, I was leaving it for you to post. You're, so, I'm,
0: I'm, Do I have it? You have it. I do have it.
1: I sent you a cleaned up version, I believe. I can to, I can dig it up again. It's I'll in my to, paprika. I'll something. have
0: to try that. Well, okay. Hey, just in time for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> if you're on the Discord, stay tuned for that broccoli casserole recipe. It's
1: it's everybody's favorite MLK Day broccoli casserole recipe.
0: Yes. There you go. <laughs> um, Let's see here. There's a question from Veronica. Mm-hmm. Is WinZip still relevant? I still see it being sold, and I keep wondering what is the use case for buying it when open source alternatives like 7-Zip exist. I went and looked. Sure enough, on WinZip.com, you can pay starting at $29.95 for, wow! a, for a copy of Win. And that's for the basic. That's for the entry-level WinZip package is, is $30. Bucks. You can also then upgrade to, let's see, WinZip Courier is an extra $24.95. WinZip Pro is $50. There's even WinZip Enterprise. So I would assume that WinZip is
1: like an enterprise software at this point,
0: I right? I guess. So it's owned by Corel. I didn't know that. They bought, Corel bought it. I went and looked about 15 years ago. Who owns Corel? I think Corel is still Corel, as far as I know. I don't. Also, I have not thought about the word or the company of Corel in... You tell me. You know what Corel is short for? What's that? The Cowpland Research Laboratory. Wait, really? Oh, yeah. God, you're right. That's ridiculous. Hey, here's 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 another term you might not have heard in a while. WordPerfect. They own WordPerfect. Remember WordPerfect? Yeah. Yes. Apparently, they bought WordPerfect. WordPerfect is the thing I learned to type on. Me too. In might really. Yeah. My, I guess it was kind of it was like the DOS word processor, wasn't it? Until Microsoft,
1: like Microsoft, was the upstart for a long time.
0: WordPerfect uh, yeah. was the was the market leader for years and years. Yeah, my high school had a room full of IBM 286s running Dawson WordPerfect, and that's how I learned to type on the big old Model M. My
1: my first computer job was laying stuff out in CorelDRAW
0: oh, wow. uh, to to do uh, print order T-shirts. Oh my God! Corel also makes PaintShop Pro or owns uh-huh. it now. Wow! Apparently it's still yeah, current. And they bought
1: Parallels most recently. Man,
0: wow! Apparently Car- they also own the own the CD
1: burning powerhouse
0: yeah. Roxio. <laughs> of course, really, mm. Corel really holding it down with fifteen to twenty year old software that somehow <laughs> else still exists.
1: I mean, so yeah, I think the answer to this question is probably WinZip is relevant for IT departments, Maybe. some IT departments somewhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at this page, like like WinZip Courier is an email solution. They're mm. doing they're doing cloud backup and encryption and all kinds of stuff, PDF authoring. So. It's maybe WinZip in name primarily, but actually does a lot of other stuff. It's, I mean, it's probably easier to use than 7Zip. 7Zip has like is is 7 kind of a perfect example of open source UI. Yes, jank. it absolutely is. I have taken you might you, you might be shocked to find out I have taken to using the command line version of 7Zip known as 7Z. This is my surprised face. I use it all the when I was on the East Coast. I found a, a binary compiled for. Uh, for macOS and uh. seven zipping things that way, because there is no GUI client on macOS. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Is it, it compiled for new Mac or old Mac? Or uh,
0: old old Mac? It was x86, I believe. Okay. Um, uh. Anyway, WinZip, yeah, what a blast from the past. Also, I was yeah. reminded that like until pretty late in the game, I think it was like version five, that WinZip was actually just a front end for pkzip.exe. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, or, yeah. Or Pecunzip, <laughs> so just me and my friends called it. What? You called it Pecunzip? Well, it was somewhat in jest, I guess. Okay. Somewhat oh flippantly, we referred to it as Pecunzip. That was terrifying. I was yeah. really scared for a minute there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go. Yeah. Old software is, is fun. Uh, we we have a patron episode to do in the coming hours. Yes. And I've got some other old computer stuff that I'm going to save for that. Ooh. Uh, that I've been very excited about. Um question from super okay would you guys be interested in doing a PC as a console episode as in strictly connected to the TV and engaged with from the couch that would be a fun one huh I've done that before yeah like kind um, of kind of the the traditional sort of home theater PC setup
1: yeah I mean it was one of the first things that, like I've done multiples because we did one of the worst photographs ever taken of me was for a home theater PC article in like 2000. At max pc um oh, where we got a,
0: instantly googling for this it's hard to find
1: um where we got a big pioneer uh plasma screen and played quake 3 on it basically was what we, we set it up in the lab and just played quake 3 on this 50 inch plasma all day Man, long that sounds pretty good it was fucking awesome uh then the most recent one i did was probably before steam big picture came out even okay like now you can boot straight into steam big picture which like, I feel like there was a glorious, wonderful moment for this. Like, I don't know, probably eight years ago before Epic and Origin kind of really took hold. And when you could just like everything worked through Steam's front end. Now that's not as much the case. And yeah. I and I wonder, like, I, I haven't looked at like what the GOG, because I know GOG will aggregate all of your stuff from the different stores into one UI. I don't know what their 10 foot interface looks like. Um, but I, this seems pretty doable now. Like I don't I don't even know that it would be like I don't I don't know that it would be that difficult other than you'd want to set up Steam and you'd probably have to do a little bit of legwork to get like your Epic games and your BattleNet games and your origin games and all that stuff all jammed into the Steam interface using Glow
0: S C or one of those tools. Sure. So you would stick with Windows, like I'm sitting here thinking, like when this new version of Steam OS comes out alongside the Steam Deck, like that might be worth taking a look at, but
1: I mean, I, I think Proton is really, really interesting. I think for me, if I'm putting a living room PC together to play games on, I want to play games on it and not dink around with Linux. Sure. Um, I feel like the probably getting the different launchers working is as much as I would want to deal with, probably. Yeah. I, I wish that there was something a little more... Like, as somebody who uses a Steam Link fairly regularly, I wish that there was something that would just... Take all of the games that are installed in Epic and
0: put them in the Steam library without me having to noodle around with uh, like a, some some esoteric utility all the time. Feels like every few years somebody comes along and attempts something like that and it never actually works out. Like remember God Galaxy? I guess that still exists.
1: Yeah, that still that exists. Was, it's
0: supposed to be an aggregator for all of the other PC storefronts, but 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 it doesn't work with like the Steam Link stuff and
1: the stream game right. streaming stuff and all that. Right. So right, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I like I think I think. I think there's no it's easy to launch that steam directly into the what 10 foot interface though the big picture mode and yeah. the big picture mode's pretty good these days. Did so. I see
0: that they had kind of ceased development on big picture or did I dream that? You dream that. Okay. Cuz big picture is the front end I'm sure for um the Steam Deck and all that stuff. Hmm. Okay. All right. How about question from cake batter? Can Will attempt a log4j exploit on his car's nav console? No, it's a leased car. <laughs> You're not going to try to hack a car that doesn't fully belong to you yet? No. Or may never.
1: Oh, you know what? I was wrong. The Steam Deck, uh, Tom's Hardware says that not, the Steam Deck UI is going to replace big picture mode. I, I thought that
0: was the case. I, I decided to just move on instead, but I thought I thought that's, I guess that's what I was thinking of, is that they are kind of deprecating big picture in favor of Steam Deck.
1: That's good. Steam Deck uh, big picture kind of sucks, yeah.
0: Okay, um, uh, I don't, I wouldn't. Is there something about your car's nav console that I need to know? No, it's not annoying.
1: It's like I plug it in, it's all it is is a screen for car play. Okay, um, there's, there's stuff you can add to the ODB port on bolts that will let you like get direct readings of battery life into like the tools that let you plot your routes and stuff like that. So you can get dynamic, like where you should charge updates constantly. It doesn't seem necessary
0: the way we drive the car. Okay. Don't hack your car.
1: I mean, look, if I owned the car outright, I would probably be more like I dig in a little bit more, but since I have to turn it in, in two years, I'm probably not going to mess with it. I don't want to, I don't want to have to pay anything when I give the car back is the TLDR. That's fair.
0: Yeah. All right, Captain Swayzak. I'm it's a good name. Of, yeah, it is pretty good. I'm thinking about getting my 81-year-old mother an Apple Watch. She has a titanium plate and screws in both wrists. Will these plates and screws mess with the watch's sensors? I've looked around and cannot find a definitive answer.
1: I don't think so. Titanium's non-ferrous, uh, so the compass and stuff will still work. And like the other things, the the blood pressure... I mean, the, the heart rate thing uses cameras to see the blood vest, the red blood cells going through capillaries in your skin. Um, So that shouldn't be affected by the metal. I don't Does know about the um EKG. I don't know how the EKG works
0: or ECG, I guess. Does it do blood oxygenation? you know? Boy, that's a good question. Or just you said, I think you just you just got a new one, right? It's not here yet. Oh, bummer. I wanted to hear about it. Yeah, I would. Next I week, would, I would get one of those new ones if I left the house more.
1: Oh yeah. It does do blood ox on Apple
0: watch series six or later. That's very cool.
1: Yeah. Like, um, honestly, I got it because of the ECG stuff. I have family history of heart problems and like having something that monitors my heart rate more directly after talking to my primary care doctor was like,
0: this seems like it would be useful. Yeah. The, the preventative health aspects of that thing seem like they're becoming pretty substantial.
1: I mean, I think I feel like a lot of it's kind of like it's not snake oil exactly because it seems like it actually works, and they do the work to make it a medical device where they can. But
0: yeah, I I, I it's I don't know. It easy, seems, it's easy. It's easy to be fine. Yeah, it's easy to be skeptical about stuff like that. But it seems like they have actually done the work. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and when you say when you say titanium is is non ferrous, I assume that means like not magnetically reactive. Yeah, does not interact yeah. with magnetic fields. Yeah, so she okay.
1: should be fine. I think get the Apple Watch. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I bought the I got the first Apple Watch and it was perturbed by it long well, enough that I haven't gotten another one. So
0: Yeah, I mean, this look <laughs> bleeding edge Apple adoption, you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, let's see. How about Uh, I had a question. Oh boy. All right. I I want to talk about this. I don't think either of us is actually qualified to talk about it, but it's been a topic of such interest for me lately. Okay. That I still want to talk about it from a long ago. Good name, too. Okay. Again, disclaimer, we are not experts. The decommissioned nuclear power plant five miles up the shore from my house, uh, which is newly purchased uh, as a first time homeowner, is planning on disposing of irradiated water by dumping it in the ocean, uh, specifically the Massachusetts Bay. Should I be worried? The ocean seems pretty big. We live one block off the beach, and the beach is about five miles down the shore from the old plant.
1: Hmm. One million gallons of radioactive water from Plymouth Nuclear Plant could be discharged into Cape Cod Bay.
0: Is that pretty sure that's the
1: same one. How many Uh, gallons? Close enough. One million, did you say? One million? That's a lot. Oh, it
0: would be done in batches of 20,000 gallons each. Yeah, that doesn't sound like that much in the context of the ocean. They have a permit. I'm <laughs> sure it's fine if it's permitted. What could go wrong? Um, oh. it turns out radioactive substances are excluded from the definition of pollutant under the Clean Water Act. Oh, great. So I I would be curious to know in what way it is irradiated, right? Like, yeah. does, does that mean that it contains irradiated material? I assume that has to be the case, right? Probably, like, yeah. I mean, it means, well, probably it's the water that was inside the closed loop of the nuclear reactor. Right, right. No, of guess. course. Yeah. But what I mean is there, there has to be like actual particulate matter in there that is itself radioactive, right? Like,
1: well, or like, it
0: could be like heavy
1: water. It could be a mixture of normal water and deuterium and tritium water. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, how many bananas are we talking here? That's the question.
0: <laughs> it's a it's pretty effective it's, uh, it's kind of barometer for irradiation
1: <laughs> what, what is it they say in chernobyl something 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 not so bad i don't know oh,
0: it's not not great not terrible yeah not great not terrible yeah, yeah. um i yes yeah, so I've, I've as i've said over and over i've been way down a radiation just a nuclear reactor chernobyl rabbit hole oh yeah um is the thing that i found one of the things that i found the most interesting is is how incredibly efficient water is as a radiation buffer yeah did you, did you know that i'm sure you probably knew that yeah, I stood uh with twenty six feet of water between me and a operating nuclear reactor. I was fine. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I forget you know, I'm I'm sure it varies by type of radiation, but you know, there's there's a formula, you know, and the fall off of intensity of radiation is like incredibly huge it's huge. You know, it's like yeah. it's like I'm fudging the numbers, like every, you know, every ten inches or ten centimeters of water, or whatever it is, like the intensity of the radiation falls off by half or something like that falls off
1: exponentially based on the distance because of the of the the water's ability to absorb neutrons and
0: uh, and protons that's why you can swim in the at the surface of a pool like a cooling pool with a bunch of spent fuel rods at the bottom as long as you stay on the surface you're just fine (laughs) Just, Uh, just make sure you don't swim right down next to the rods well so here's the thing
1: is if the if the pools are actually deionized you cause yourself entirely other problems oh uh, because you, it'll, it can't remember whether you absorb all the water, all the water leaches out of your body to try to make the. It, anyway, oh, your salt balance gets out <laughs> of whack and
0: bad things happen. Don't, please don't take any of our advice. <laughs> don't do, jump into a DNA's please, pool. Please, yeah. please do not swim in a of cooling pool. Um,
1: I don't know. Like, I, I feel like uh, I am not enough of an expert in how this, what, what that, what radiation, irradiated water means in this context. To say, I also don't really know how big the Massachusetts Bay is. Um, I mean, I maybe don't drink the ocean water for a little bit. Probably not going to do that anyway. Yeah. What could Could go wrong? I I mean, look, here, actually, here's what I would do in this situation. I would go to the hearings about this because I'm (laughs) sure there will be local hearings about this where every crank within a hundred mile radius will come and have opinions. And then, you know, listen to what the scientists say.
0: Scientists hardly ever make mistakes, right? Right. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, all right. Here's another question from, okay, here we go. Your mom, lol, JK, do your homework. <laughs> took me a second. That's all jammed together. One, one <laughs> word, no spaces, no capitals. <laughs> okay. That's the username. <laughs> That's a pretty good username. Here's the, again, that is your mom, lol, JK, do your homework. Okay. Thanks, your mom, lol, JK, do your homework. All right. The question is what's your process for wiping data before reselling a device? I would love for old phones and laptops to go on living life rather than wasting away, but what, if anything, do you do to ensure that no sensitive info is available on the device? Uh, are there any devices or accessories that you will never consider resellable?
1: So uh old phones i just do the wipe the apple the, delete all your, your stuff on
0: built-in built-in factory reset yeah. type stuff yeah. i mean that's kind of all you can do right like pretty you don't have no. a lot of low level access to those devices
1: i mean i could drill the <laughs> memory chips but i think that would affect the resale I think, value of yeah the phone. I, think, I think
0: for the purpose of the question we're trying to make sure they're still usable
1: um and then i just don't ever get rid of hard drives i have a box of really? hard drives with 20 years worth of hard drives in the garage no kidding 30 years probably. Now. I think we've talked about that before. Now that I think about it, I the bottom, the bottom of the box got a little wet the other day. It's not great. Uh, well, I mean, are you going to ever use them again? I mean, I don't know that I can move the box now because the bottom oh. of the box got a little oh, wet. That, that kind of not great. Also, it weighs it. like 80 pounds It yeah. is really a fucking heavy box, yeah. dude. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think I've, I've mentioned it before, but I started taking old hard drives apart last year and like scoring the hell out of the platters with a screwdriver, which I assume is enough to render them unreadable. Did you get the parking magnets out? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, those, those are things are serious. Yeah, they'll mess your fingers you up. Do not, not want careful. your fingertips in between two of those. <laughs> no. No, um, no, of course, again, again, that's destroying. <clears throat> excuse me. That's destroying those hard drives, not reselling them. So um, if I
1: if I was theoretically reselling a hard drive, I would just do the the um the old secure d, erase d, stuff.
0: The old D band.
1: Yeah, D band. I like I don't do the seven. I just do like three. It's fine. I don't have anything that people are going to care enough about. Like the FBI doesn't
0: care about what's on my hard drives. It turns out, I mean, that's what they tell you. Well, uh, it's true. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think probably factory reset is fine for your average cell phone, that kind of thing. Um, let's see here. How about, uh, stealing milk crates is a crime. That's, no, that's another good username. <laughs> uh, you might have some some insight into this because of your weird multi-computer streaming setup. We'll see. Uh, do you have any recommendations for uh, ways to manage which monitor a full screen game will launch on? I have a second monitor on a separate desk with a steering wheel set up. And it's incredibly frustrating to have to change my primary monitor every time I want to use it. Uh I am a heathen and have the taskbar on the left side of my primary monitor. This is reset whenever I change primary monitors. Thank you kindly. I don't think there is a kind of global way to control that, is there? I think that's, isn't that a per game thing that most of them just want to launch on whatever Windows considers your primary?
1: So yeah, generally Windows, unless that Windows game specifically lets you choose which monitor it shows up on, which is unusual, like it's not super unusual. It happens, but usually it's it's an unusual setting in the in the settings. Uh, it's the primary monitor. I do not believe that there is a way like Windows, the Windows key plus P doesn't let you change, which is the primary monitor. It just choos- lets you choose whether you're on one monitor, extended, duplicated or projecting to second monitor only. Um The the taskbar placement and all that stuff is based on a configuration of monitors. So like if you so, for example, when I'm using my computer right now, when I don't have my streaming computer on, I have two monitors, one one below and one above. The bottom one is the primary. When I turn on the streaming computer, that computer is. Let's see, my third output on the video card goes to a capture card on that computer. And that shows up as a third monitor, which then resets the entire configuration and it will change like it it will change which is the primary and even the layout of the monitors if I so desire. So you might be able to set to turn on that third monitor, the one that you use for your steering wheel and only have it turned on when you want to use it and have it set as the primary when it's turned on and then physically power it off not yeah. just with the soft power button but the actual like hard power button that's probably on the back of it yeah, and that it might out. do what you want so take it out of the rotation yeah um there might also be a nearsoft tool that does this i feel like there's some nearsoft monitor monitor like nearsoft has access to the, like they've written command line
0: utilities that will do this kind of stuff as yeah, well like like i have said that's the thing i use to change inputs on my monitor with software um There might, I would not be shocked at all if there is a PowerShell, like just a key in the registry that you could tweak with the command line to change, to change which one is the primary. If so, I'm not quite clear here if they are looking for just a shortcut to change primary more easily or if they're sick of changing period and want to just tell games where to launch. But I don't think you can do that generally. You you can't tell games just where to launch unless unless the game specifically supports it. Yeah, it's
1: a lot of the racing games I've played, not like Forza and stuff like that, but like your iRacing and your Assetto Corsa and all that. I feel like you can set them to specific monitors, so you may be able to do it yeah. that way.
0: Um, one other trick that I've got that will work for pretty much any game that is running borderless window. Um, mm-hmm. There's a Windows key shortcut, which is shift window left and right. Oh, so it'll move it from one display sh- yeah. to the other. So it hold shift and window and then hit left or right, and that'll move a window from display to display. Yeah. So it, I think if it's, a, if it's running an exclusive full screen, that won't work. But if it's borderless window, then you should be able to move it manually like that after you launch it. So, hey, I have a question for you. Yes. When you do, when you play games, do you play borderless windowed or do you play full screen? No, I always go exclusive full screen because, and I've actually wondered about this. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've always been under the impression that adaptive sync either only works in exclusive full screen or is, is like more likely to work right. So
1: you can set in, depends on your video card, on the NVIDIA cards, you can turn G-Sync on.
0: Oh, for windowed in applications? Borderless
1: windowed as well. Okay.
0: I, th- I think that's what it is. I think I read some conventional wisdom somewhere. People saying that is not reliable and that if you really want to make sure it's working, you're better off in full screen.
1: I was going to say, I feel like that's a relatively new setting also. Yeah.
0: OK, so. Yeah. I, what about you? I mean, I, yeah, I, I try I, to go exclusive whenever I can.
1: I usually go for full screen, but increasingly like newer games are not like even some like Unreal Engine games are weird about exclusive full screen now. So it yeah, seems like it's sometimes like Halo Infinite doesn't even have it.
0: yeah Uh, i was like i was kind of surprised by that so i'm not sure that i'm a fan in fact i know i'm not (laughs) Uh, i don't know it seems to run pretty well yeah i guess so yeah uh let's see here uh tyler w has a question when you unbox a new electronics item that has a piece of protective film on it do you peel the film immediately leave it on until it starts getting ugly or keep it indefinitely despite it becoming a nightmare of trapped hair and lint Oh, peel it immediately. Yeah, that, that's coming off the second it comes out of the box. This is like, I, mean, I feel like this is just like the 21st century version of leaving the cover on your couch. Yeah. For, for months after, also, I'm getting a head shake from the door. Wait, she peels it? She? No, she does not.
1: <laughs> what, like most of the stuff now you have to peel it to kind of use it so anymore. Not,
0: this, is, this is not like watch and phone, phone. territory yeah. as much as more like kitchen appliance and things like that that have like screens on them.
1: I mean, I I do have to say when I got my new computer case with all the glass and I knew I was going to be traveling with it, I left the protective film on it until I got back.
0: That's just sensible. Yeah. Uh, But yes, if it's anything, I'm going to be like touching and handling and using all the time like that protective protective. Anything is coming off immediately. Yeah, it seems like a good choice. Yeah. Um, Let's see. A couple more here. Yeah. Should. This could be unprecedented. Should I ask another Tyler W question? Yeah, well, I mean, we like Tyler. He's okay. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. But also, he, he sent in two two worthwhile questions. Like I I look if if
1: if one person sent in ten questions that are all bangers, uh-huh. the best questions they sent in the best ten questions oh, of no. the month. Oh no! I would dedicate that episode to them and just answer you, all their questions and keep- leave everybody else behind.
0: <laughs> I think we're about to see a dramatic uptick. In fact, let's say by a factor of about 10, that's the the high bar and the number of questions we're going to start getting. All right. Another question from Tyler W. What do you use your mouse's thumb buttons for? Not specifically, not specifically for gaming, but for daily driver use. I spend most of my time editing video, so I have mine bound to the hotkeys for splitting my current clip and another for the ripple delete function. I started doing that years ago and it saved me endless hours reaching for those hotkeys on the keyboard. I also have one bound to the middle mouse button because I hate clicking in the scroll wheel for that button. What kind of bindings do you use for thumb buttons that have made a good impact on your life?
1: I think Tyler and I have talked to uh, Tyler. from now Tyler. Tyler, uh, we know.
0: We yes. both know Tyler from yeah. past
1: lives. Yep. Um, I think Tyler and I have talked about this. I hate the middle
0: mouse click. I did. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I'm not a fan either. I don't know why. It just feels awkward. Uh, yeah, I unbind it almost really? so always. Oh, wow. Uh, and I bind it to the first thumb button. OK,
1: which also is my push to talk or push to mute, depending Hopefully. on whether I'm in discord or a game. OK, and then the forward button in games is usually like vault or something that I like, something that like you do a lot, but not, you know, isn't isn't a left hand sure. thing. Um, I don't use the thumb buttons really for apps. I'm totally do take stealing the split, the split key, the split timeline one. Though, yeah, that's, that's brilliant.
0: That's a hot tip. Actually, I might do that for audacity. Um, yeah, uh, when I was a daily Mac OS user, like the entirety of Giant Bomb, I was using a MacBook for work every day. Yeah. Uh, I bound I bound the side mouse button to command H, which Ooh. is hide. Uh, boss which, key? What's that? Your boss key? Well, I mean, I'm sure if you're trying to, you know, it wasn't really necessary to hide like a video game website around that office, let's oh, say. Man. I didn't have to like divert back to Excel. <laughs> you were looking at your 401k and you didn't want anybody looking, to know? At, looking Looking at the video game websites <laughs> was the work. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's hide in, in Mac OS. Like if people don't use Mac OS a lot, it uses a different window paradigm than windows where like the entire quote unquote application is all bound together, no matter how many different windows it has open. Yeah. So if you hide, say, I don't know, name an application. Finder. Find, well, you can't hide finder. It's the one you can't hide (laughs) Photoshop or, you know, something that has a lot of windows. One command H will hide the entire, the entirety of Photoshop, all the windows, everything. And so that's nice. So you could just fast as hell, just get stuff out of your face, just like fly around that operating system. I loved the keyboard shortcuts on Mac OS. I miss miss being able to use a Mac for day-to-day work. I also had, had, I had middle mouse. I don't love middle mouse, but I used it. I had that bound submission control or expose back then. Oh yeah! So it was basically just like windows were just flying and disappearing left and right all over the place.
1: <laughs> it that, that, felt that was so a wonderful good.
0: time for OS ten. Like, yeah, it when, really when was. You could have hit all those hotkeys
1: and like you could completely change the way your your desktop looked in like three tenths of a second oh, by so hitting good. three buttons.
0: So good, just to be able to see everything. Windows is caught up.
1: To oh be yeah, fair, to be fair, w- like when wind, wind shift wind wind tab.
0: Pretty yes, good. Yes, wind tab. I'm doing it right now. I'm looking at every window that's open. Oh yeah, look at all those windows. It's pretty I good. Can see,
1: do you use multiple desktop
0: Spread. I do. A work desktop and a fun desktop. Yes, (laughs) my fun desktop is called General, but yes, okay, a little bit less fun. That's started the party in the general. That's right. (laughs) Yes, the the pandemic, this computer becoming my work computer, kind of necessitated. Like, I need to quarantine stuff. I can see that. I need I need a work environment that doesn't have much of other stuff open. There's still a handful of things that I have to use on the day
1: to day that don't respect the desktops, which annoys me. Really? Yeah. Well, like. I don't know. Teams is one of them. I think Um, the other thing is like I use discord both on my work desktop and on my, my party desktop. And like, then it's just a weird, I don't know. It's just weird. I just use one desktop is the TLDR. I guess it's
0: it's just a big old melting pot. Yeah. Everything's together. There's no such thing as work. There's no such thing as fun. That's right. That's our, yes. That's our creed for 2022, (laughs) which still does not sound like a real number to me.
1: Keep your head down and stop complaining. That's
0: oh. the 2022 motto. Uh, All right. Let's do two more here. Okay, what you got? Uh, a Aj- Ajoli? Ajoli? What do you think? Aoli? Ajoli? It's A-J-O-L-I, and I believe they are from Sweden. So, so I assume the J is a is a y- Ajoli, yeah, perhaps? I don't know. Ajoli, yeah. Not so much a question, but a backup failure horror story, which could be interesting as a talking point. Uh, and then they linked to the story that was going around Or I guess it's pretty current about Kyoto University in Japan (laughs) losing 77 terabytes of research data due to a supercomputer cluster. Yes, out of like a cluster of craze, like this type of type of supercomputer setup that is like very expensive to use by the hour. Yeah, Uh, it was a big HP system, I think. uh, And due specifically due to an error in their backup methodology.
1: Well, backup and update was my, like, it's, so the, the actual articles were all posted in Japanese. I right. found a couple of translations because like a 77 terabytes is a buttload of data. Mm-hmm. Like, like th- apparently what happened was they updated the bash script that cleans out logs, old log files without stopping the bash script from running in the first place. Oh no. So like the updated Bash script got picked up midway through a run, and it had a bunch of undefined variables, and that resulted in instead of removing log files, it just started deleting everything.
0: Um, it seems like a bad day. My stomach is doing somersaults right now. This is why you this. shouldn't use Bash. This is the lesson. It's, what? If you look, if this was written in Rust, this was this great, would have been impossible. Brad, great, great power, great responsibility, yeah, something like that. Uh Yeah, I mean this actually does freak me out because all the times that I have thought about and then not followed through with moving my NAS to just a vanilla Linux install. Yeah, I've it has occurred to me like, oh, I guess I would have to script a lot of the backup stuff that FreeNAS just does for me right now. And then I think I would just hook it up to um,
1: uh, uh, Backblaze, my Backblaze account at that point, probably.
0: Well, you still have you still have to wait have to have a way to push all that data. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Backblaze does some, some of that stuff for I you. Think I think there are think solutions are. even for just plain old Linux. If you just want to like, hey, I want to sync these snapshots overnight. I think, yeah. there, I think there are some turnkey solutions out there. It's a lot, though. Maybe maybe don't write your own backup scripts if you've got anything remotely important. I mean, Let, I, let alone tens of terabytes of research data.
1: But at this point, like HP is the is the contractor who built this machine for them at this point. So you'd expect like they're, they're doing normal. Like this isn't like somebody at HP writing a script off the cuff. This is probably process and a failure. And as sure. is often the case, it's a failure in process.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Cause
1: That's if right. they had stopped the script from running or waited until the script was done, no problem is, with the update.
0: Is this a, uh, is this uh, I mean, I'm sure you could put a dollar figure on this, but is this equivalent to the million dollar club? Like somebody has joined the hundred terabyte club here. <laughs> I think the thing I said saw that it was a one and a half days
1: worth of data. So I would be surprised if it was a million bucks.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Wow. God, that is a lot of data generation.
1: Well, so this is the thing like working, even when I worked in the university in the 90s, like the you could you could like data sets get real big, real fast.
0: I mean, That's what that's about, what, 50 terabytes a day or something like that. Something like that, that's, yeah. That's a lot of data.
1: Like astronomy, what is it? The JWST, which successfully launched last week, is um, is good for 34 terabytes a day. Is that wow, right? Or maybe it's 34 gigabytes a day. I can't remember. Yeah. I remember looking and thinking this is a lot of data from space. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, yeah if, if you're running like complex simulations, it's not hard at all to see how you might generate that yeah. kind of data that fast. Like, like what, what is it? Wind, wind uh,
1: simulations of cities are really complicated because every single... You know, area that you sample references every other area that's sampled, so they get like the the branching predictions get infinite really quickly. That sounds chaotic.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, like imperfections in the skin. Bro. That's right. That's right. Oh, imperfections, huh? All right. Last email. Yep. Okay. Last email of the year
1: until the patron episode, which will actually be out. Actually, this is the last episode email of the first
0: emails of the year. That's... A- Let's just call it the last. Look, it's symbolic. Okay, okay. <laughs> This is the last 2021 email. <laughs> it's symbolic because it's from Majima's eye patch. <laughs> because I think it's been at least three email episodes ago now where I said I was going to read this email and then okay. didn't. To the point that they sent it back in. At the top and says, I submitted this question a few months ago and it was suggested that I submit it again. So here we go. Is Majima a character from a video game that Uh, I don't know? I want to say Yakuza. Seems like a Yakuza. I believe that's right. Anyway, yes, I literally had this ready to go back in like October. Okay. And we just didn't. I said I was going to do it. It's about the robot Marty. There's a robot in my grocery store named Marty and I hate him. He's a huge black obelisk on wheels with googly eyes. He doesn't actually do anything useful. He just slowly putters around the store and yells when he thinks he finds a spill. Children are afraid of him, and shoppers generally hate him because he's always in the way. Why is he here? The spill detection feature doesn't seem that useful, so my assumption is that his real purpose is A, to collect training data on how to navigate in a retail environment, and B, to train human customers to get used to robots so they can inevitably replace some of the human employees. Should I just embrace our robot overlords?
1: I think that you should not embrace the robot overlords. I think no. if we if we don't stand
0: up against all the Martys. Well, have you have you seen Marty? Because Marty no, is really Marty. Is, you should click the link. I think Marty is speaking of standing up. I think Marty towers over the average person <laughs> from the looks of things. Like when he said it's a giant black obelisk, he was not kidding. I mean, it's like almost it's almost like something out of 2001, except with a face at the top. Does he look like the
1: robots from Interstellar?
0: God, so they could condense into this form, I would say, yes. It is literally just a gigantic column with a face. And apparently one store put a mustache on it. Um, They're right to. This is this is from Stop and Shop, I think. Stop and Shop, yes. Which is, is that an American chain or is that in Canada?
1: I don't know. It looks like they have American cereal behind him.
0: I don't see it's, any no-name products, so maybe it's not Canada. I like the mustache. Mustache is a nice flourish, but it looks like that was the I that was I the choice of that particular store rather than a company-wide initiative.
1: I don't feel uh I don't feel a lot of strong like so I was driving around San Francisco today, and I've noticed that the self-driving cars are really starting to take over. Oh, like there are a lot of them out there. You you don't drive that much, but like there are a ton of self-driving cars on the streets of San really? Francisco right now, like Yikes. the Waymo ones especially.
0: Oh, are those Waymo ones self-driving? Yeah, the ones with the ones all the, 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 little, the little spinny sensors on spinny things and oh, the ones I, on all four corners, yeah. I, I assume those were being driven around by people to gather positional data.
1: There are people in the driver's seat. Oh, but they can not be actually... driven by a person, oh, but my understanding is most of the time they're driving themselves. I did the not realize it's
0: there. Okay, yes, you're right. I see those everywhere.
1: Yeah, they're the city's lousy with them. And like some people's streets, they just like like when we, I went over to a friend's house the other day and I saw four of them drive down his street because apparently it's on the route. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like Marty's an asshole. And if you can kick him over, you're probably well within your rights if he shows you the slightest affront. Like violence is never the answer,
0: but. Maybe it is this time. I don't know. I don't is it wrong to feel like Marty is a blank slate and that he actually only reflects the intentions of his creators?
1: I mean, no, I don't think that's wrong.
0: <laughs> I feel I feel a weird sort of pity for Marty now that I see him. I mean, he looks like he's supposed to be happier than he is. Yeah. Well, wait till you get that mustache going. I mean, if I had a mustache like that, I'd probably be pretty stoked. If Marty actually cleaned up the spills, I could see it. But if Marty is only there from from the looks of the, all these tweets, Marty is only there to call out the spills, which then get cleaned up by a person.
1: Yeah, that's a shit job for Marty. I can,
0: I can see. Yeah.
1: Like, objection. like on the Robot Hall of Fame, like number one, probably that robot from the start of Star Tours. Mm-hmm. You know, the driver. Mm hmm. And then, like Marty's way down at like number three hundred and forty-five, underneath like the robot uh, car assembly robots, and uh, that 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 robot that got kicked in the fountain a few years ago,
0: <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. Are we? I, I, are, yeah. Are we? Uh, are we declaring the interstellar robots like the best of all fictional robots as of now? They're probably my favorite. What, what is like it? Tars and what's TARS the other one? Stars and Stars Case isn't it Case? No car, car. They're both R's. Stars and cars are uh, Tars. Tars. Oh, it is Case. Oh, it is Case. Tars and in TARS and Case are the are U.S. Marine Corps surplus robots. Like <laughs> apparently, apparently, there's another one not pictured in the movie named Plex. Perfect.
1: I just love the design of those because, like, they're they oh, it's, it's very much like something from Media Lab or whatever. Right. Where like it's it's such yeah. like
0: total engineering porn, right? It's just yeah. like oh, this makes so much sense and it's so inhuman, right? Right. It's like. Like, oh, if you, if you, if you didn't, if you abandoned the design goal of making a robot appear like a human and just said, what would be the most useful robot we could make? It might look a lot like this. Well, and having gone to some of those DARPA things, like
1: the the one where they did the Fukushima challenge, where they had to like, they, they had people, a bunch of different teams had to build robots that had to traverse what was essentially a replica or not a replica, an obstacle course designed to mimic the Fukushima place where they had to go and get to the valves to turn off the water or whatever. Right. And like the number, the bipedal robots had, were able to navigate things like stairs and stuff like that. Okay. But they had problems with everything else. And the quadrupeds could, could manage the stairs and all that, but then they weren't able to get up high enough to get, or get the leverage on the valves to turn the valves. It was really interesting. The best one was the one that just punched through the, (laughs) through the wooden door. To
0: knock the door, the doorknob off. I mean, hey, if I was a robot, I'd probably just make my own, my own entrance as well. Yeah, make your own door. That's right. Uh, Brad, that was a lot of cues. We have
1: turned was, into A's. Was.
0: We've made it. I mean, it's, it's it's the end of the year. That's right. It's the start of a new year. It's, it's a brand thing. new day. Sure. Yeah, everything's going to be totally different from here on out.
1: Uh, well, there's one thing that's not going to be different. Uh, as is always the case at the end of the episode, we need
0: to thank our patrons. That's right. Thank them. Thank you, patrons. I'm going to thank them too. Thank you, patrons.
1: Uh, if you would like to find out how to support Brad and Will Made a Tech Pod, a 100% listener supported show, you can find that out by going to patreon.com slash tech That's patreon.com slash tech pod. And for as little as two bucks a month, you too can join the 3,000 ish. Uh, fabulous nerds who make up the tech pod community and participate in the discord, get access to the uh, monthly patron episode, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Uh, And uh, for certain years, you get thanked at either the end of every episode or the end of the month. So it's the thank you times. That's right. Uh, thank you first to our executive producer p- tier patrons, including hashtag bunnycrimes, Andrew Slosky, Chris DeBona, uh, sorry, Paddle Creek Games, makers of Fractured Veil, vale, David Allen, Jacob Chappell, James Kamak, Joel Krauska, and Twinkle Twinkie. Thank you all so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Uh, at the end holidays. of the month at the Avenue. end of the month this was due last week but we didn't do a full episode last week so apologies to our associate producer to your patrons who will get double thanked in January but thank you to Andre Burke Arthur Gies Dan Brockman Dave Yulian David Fan, Graham Banks Jad Rita Jason Neeland, Jay Maybe, Jorge Pereira Josh Klein Julian Mike Bell Nathan Phelps Ryson, Sanchik Kumar Steve Lin Terry Cox Thomas Shea, and Wedge, thank you all so so much. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, and I guess that's going to be a wrap for 2021 for us. Yeah, except for the
0: patron episode, which we're going to do right after this. That's right. That's right. I've got I've got old computer stuff. Ooh, and I I installed DOS 6.22 and Windows 3.1. I installed them from floppy disks. Oh man, I want to talk about this. Okay, I'm very excited. Uh, we will be back next week.
1: Thank you all so much for listening and supporting the Tech Pod. We really appreciate it. And uh if you can't sign up for the Patreon, just tell a friend. That's how yeah. people find out about the show and, and we really appreciate that too. So yep. I hope everybody had a good holiday and a happy new year. And we will see you all next week.